like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. There's something about music face-to-face which is why I suppose people sometimes shell out a lot of money to see one of their favorite musicians in concert. But there are also lots of opportunities to see wonderful performers at various music festivals at affordable prices. And one of the beautiful side effects of such events is the new music you can run into. For 20 years now, I've been a fan of one of the festivals from my region called the Great River Folk Festival and I check out the coming lineup for it eagerly each year. The final weekend in August of 2015, the La Crosse Wisconsin Festival will include Susan Warner on Friday night. Yes, she's been my guest on Song of the Soul. And you'll see such luminaries as Peter Ostrushko of Prairie Home Companion fame and guitarist Dean McGraw, Corey Chisel, and, and this one was new to me, Jillian Ray. I sensed something fine, checked her out, and have the good fortune of welcoming her here today. Jillian is prolific with her voice and violin, making music of a great variety of genres with a wide variety of bands. Cosmic country, old school folk music, pop, hard rock, you name it. Jillian Ray joins us today by phone from the Twin Cities, Minnesota. Jillian, thank you so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me. I caught your name because I see that you're going to be at the Great River Folk Festival within the month. You evidently have never been to the festival before. How could you be enthusiastic about all these old folk songs that I know you're enthusiastic about and never having been there? Really, my life in the summer revolves around playing shows, which is, I don't know, it's kind of the plight of the musician, I guess. So it's kind of rare that I'll actually have a chance to get to a festival as just a showgoer for the whole weekend. So that's pretty much why I've never been. I've heard it and I've heard good things about it. I know other people who played it. But yeah, I'm really excited to finally get out there for the first time. And I want to mention that this Great River Folk Festival, which is held in La Crosse each year, right at the end of August, that you're going to be there with your band on Saturday and on Sunday, you're going to be doing some workshops. So folks out there, Jillian Ray is going to be there. And if you don't know about the Great River Folk Festival, just follow the link from my page, NordenSpiritRadio.org. But let's get talking more about you, Jillian. You talk about the fact that you've never had a chance to get there. How long have you been performing music? Oh, God. Well, I've been performing technically almost my whole life. Like I started when I was eight. 
doing performances and tours and whatnot. But as Jillian Ray for my solo project, I've been doing it for about three years now. So I guess as a band, I'm a baby still, but I've been keeping myself busy and hitting it pretty hard. One thing I was noticing since violin's your thing, I do know some fiddlers who head up their own bands who perform on their own. But I think that generally, you know, guitars step up to the front. Did you have to fight some guitars or other instruments out of the way to get to the front of a band? Well, no, I didn't really have to fight anyone in this case because it's my band. I put it together and decided after years of being the side person, like the person playing fiddle or doing backup vocals, that I finally needed to put my own songs out there and front it. So it's kind of what the plan was for my own band since I started it. But yeah, I spent quite a few years being, you know, the fiddle player and not, you know, the lead person. Then I still do that pretty often. I'm actually in five other bands aside from my own right now, where that's pretty much what I do. And I still love that as well. It's a totally different feeling. It's a different role and responsibility when you're the front person of a band. You said you started when you were eight years old. What were you doing there? Well, I grew up in northern Minnesota in kind of a really small town area. It's called the Iron Range. And I started violin lessons when I was seven from a really cool teacher. Her name is Helena Pakala. And she had this group of kind of hand-picked students of hers called the Singing Strings that she did these giant tours with and these shows where we would have like five different sets and five different costume changes. I actually saw that group play when I was at a summer camp. I mean, I must have been, you know, six years old when I saw that. And that's kind of how I fell in love with the violin and ended up starting playing with her and then joining the group a year later. So about a year into playing, I just started doing the whole performing all the time thing. And it's just, I've never stopped. So did you drop out of school, give up your academic aspirations and just get into full-time touring? Okay. I I know you didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At at the age of eight, I just gave it all up. No. um, I mean, of course it was on the side of everything. And I mean, I, I also partook in like the school orchestras and I was in all state orchestra throughout high school. I ended up going to school for music, so I do have my degree in the violin. So during that time, I was pretty much doing strictly classical. And then I started getting into doing, you know, more original music and getting back into fiddle and things after I was finished with my degree. Let's get started with your music right away, Jillian. What do you want to start off with? Let's start off with Heartbeat. And do you want to start off with this one? Because this is the one that has that super fabulous video. Is that why this one calls it? It's obviously the title track of your album. Totally. Yeah, definitely because it's the title track of my album and it kind of sets the tone, I think, for things. Because you'll hear a mix of different styles in the one song. And that's kind of how my whole record is. There's a mix of different styles throughout the whole thing. And Heartbeat. I mean, I don't know if there's a song on this CD that isn't what I would call a love or a relationship type song. Was that particular heartbeat that you're singing about in this song, was this a particular individual or is this just what Jillian Ray does? Well, that's always a hard thing to answer because I kind of enjoy when a song can mean whatever it means to the listener rather than me telling you what it means to me. But heartbeat is definitely that's the tone for the whole record, not just musically, but lyrically, because all the songs, like you said, are relationship songs. So they're just songs of or about the heart, whether they be good, happy love songs or kind of angsty love songs. So for me specifically, 
the song could be about one person, but it's also just that situation that we all have when you kind of like play that meet the eyes of a person game from across the room. And then you both try to look away at the same time, but you totally just caught each other staring at each other. That's kind of like what the inspiration was, just that moment in general. But for me, of course, that that's totally what happened when my husband and I met each other. So there's definitely a piece of that that goes out to him. And this is by Jillian Ray, Heartbeat. Ooh, I got it bad, I got it so, so bad for you. All you have to do is walk into the room and I can feel my heartbeat. My body feels your eyes with a tingle in my spine. And when you speak my name, I feel hypnotized. All because my heartbeat is running wild.
Jillian Reyes, my guest for Song of the Soul today. That was Heartbeat, title track of her CD. I think that was released in 2013, if I recall. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then I'm pretty sure that there must be another one coming very soon. Is that true, or am I just optimistic? Oh, man. I wanted it to be coming very soon. I'm actually working on album number two, and I have done, you know, a couple of singles here and there in this in-between time, but... My optimistic hope would be that album number two could be released next spring, but with anything creative, I don't want to put a date on it specifically or rush it just yet because, you know, if it needs more time, it needs more time. If people go to YouTube, they can find a number of videos with you in them. But the video with Heartbeat, I think, is the crowning accomplishment. Does that take weeks, months or something like to put that together? What does it take? Oh my gosh, it took months. I could honestly say about a year because when we first got together to talk about doing a music video, we had a different song in mind. So we kind of got the storyboard for a different song. And then that's when I kind of had the epiphany. Like I hadn't even really started to put my record together yet. It was for different music from a previous record. So when we first switched the concept to Heartbeat, you know, I still had to get the song completely recorded and mastered. And during that process, I worked with a really awesome group of guys. It was actually their first music video that they had ever done, but they had a lot of commercial work and things under their belt. So it was kind of like a learning experience for me and for them. So with that, you know, the timing just took a while. And just with schedules, I think we had probably a total of five shoot days. And then the editing process is what took probably the longest. Totally worth it, though. I love how it turned out. <laughs> so I have to ask, the guy in that video, is that your husband? Well, my husband is in the video, but he's not the dream guy, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And the funny thing is that it's his idea. You know, I just assumed that he would be that guy, and he was like, absolutely not. Because he's a member of the band. Um, he actually is the guitar player. So you see him in a scene where the band is playing. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so really, when we were thinking about it, like all of us were sitting around. And I should mention, all of the guys that worked on this shoot, they're all comedians. So that just made for a super hilarious and fun time. So we were sitting around just kind of wondering, who's the prettiest guy that we know that could be the dream guy in the video? And actually... His name is Preston Gunderson, and he's actually a fellow musician who is from the Iron Range, up where I'm from. So we're kind of the two, like, super small town, trying to play music as much as we can in the big city kind of people. Well, let's do another song right away so people get to know more and more about your music. Jillian, what's next? Well, it's funny. We started with Heartbeat, which is the first track on the record. Next, let's do the last track, which is Helpless. And why helpless? I, you know, when I see hear the word helpless, I'm old enough. I mean, you're half my age. I'm 61. You think but I Neil think, Young. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Neil Young is helpless. And I get a different emotional tone from this one. Yeah, this is totally different. Really, I don't know if I fully planned it this way. It was more like musically, what order should the songs be in? But if you're kind of following what the songs are about, Heartbeat is kind of, you know, you're first meeting this person and... It's that exciting, like having the warm fuzzies for each other thing. And Helpless, the last song, to me, it's a, I've, I've been around this person for a long time. 
And actually, it's more of a content that, like, I know you're bad for me, and there are certain things that I know are not good, but I just can't even help it. Like, I just am enamored with you. So that's what Helpless is. It's kind of a guilty pleasure, like, throwback to Led Zeppelin, really, in the music, which is a huge influence of mine, too. So as much as I can get away with that in my kind of music, that's what I tried to do there anyway. Well, let's listen to it. Helpless by Jillian Ray and her website, JillianRayMusic.com. Here's Helpless.
That was Helpless by Jillian Ray. No, she is not Neil Young. I don't think he knows how to play the violin, and she does a blazing violin and fiddle and everything else that she wants to do. Again, her website is JillianRayMusic.com. And Jillian is J-I-L-L-I-A-N. Ray is R-A-E. And you do want to do JillianRayMusic.com because there are other Jillian Rays out there in the world, a lot of them. And if you just go to JillianRay.com, you'll get the wrong person. I think she's out in California or somewhere. I would mention, though, that some of your lyrics, they could be described as impassioned. That that fits for sure. There's an element of codependency, which is part of making music, I think. <laughs> You've got to write love songs like I Can't Live Without You. Have you ever considered writing a non-codependent song? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I have definitely quite a few songs that aren't, you know, love-related at all. But those songs just didn't have a place on this record. To tie everything together, I kind of wanted to keep it within kind of the same lyrical content since the songs, the music, I should say, tends to genre hop a little bit. Let's talk about genre hopping, because you certainly can do that pretty well. You mentioned already that you play with five different bands and probably have done another handful or two before that. So what gets you into music? I've never really seen anyone be quite as intrinsically genre hopping as you are. Well, I'm going to take that as a good thing, even though I know sometimes it's not. (laughs) It's good. It's good. Really, I think just as a person, I kind of have musical ADD, I guess. Like, I can't be satisfied, you know, listening to just one style of music, and I certainly can't be satisfied just playing one style. That's really kind of the reason why I got out of the classical world and more into this world, because the time commitment really only was allowing me to play and practice classical music. And although I still do that, and I still love it and everything, I just, I I couldn't like let myself get stuck in that one box. So I'm not sure if that even really answers the question. But I guess from there, like I enjoy to play straight up hillbilly fiddle music. I love playing, you know, modern pop rock or even country. I really like doing experimental stuff. Like I I definitely love using a pedal board, which would be effects that most of the time guitar players use. But I do love incorporate with my violin as well. So it's really kind of a personal style thing. Like I just I love it all. So I like to try to dub as well. I want to remind our listeners that you are tuned in to Song of the Soul, and our guest is Jillian Ray today. I'm Mark Helpsmeet, your host for this Northern Spirit Radio production on the web at northernspiritradio.org. That's O-R-G like organic, not like C-O-M, commercial. So northernspiritradio.org. On that site, you'll find a bit more than 10 years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll find connections to our guests. So if you don't know how to spell jillianraymusic.com, come via nordspiritradio.org. You'll find a place to post comments. We love two-way communication, so please do talk to us when you visit our site. There's also a place to click support because that is how this enterprise is funded, by your support. But even more important than that, I'd like to encourage you to support community radio. 
community radio, like in the Twin Cities, where Jillian Ray is from, KFAI right there, provides a slice of music and news that you get nowhere else on the American dial. So please, start out by supporting your community radio station. Again, Jillian Ray is here, Jillian Ray Music. Ray is R-A-E, and she plays all kinds of music. We're going to get a little bit more in touch with that very shortly. The only CD that you've put out so far, Jillian, is the Heartbeat CD, which you released back two years ago. Obviously, all about hearts throbbing. (laughs) Are you allowed to have the same amount of heart throbs now that you have a husband? You said already in the video that he was happy to have another man play the heart throb. He must be a very secure person, or is it because he's always standing behind you when you perform? (laughs) Um, I'd say probably a little of both. We're pretty secure with each other. And I think for him, he just really wanted to be a specific, like that's his role in the band. And really, I'm sure he hates that I'm even talking about this now because, you know, he doesn't think that it's necessary for people to know like, you know, oh, Jillian is married to the guitar player. It's just, it's a music thing. You know, it's not like, oh, this is a husband and wife band thing. It's definitely my project, and we have been co-writing together, so I suppose we have been creatively working together more and more. But um, it's more about the art for us and less about, like, look at us, we're married, you know. Well, what's important to me here as I'm interviewing you, Jillian, is to find more about your soul, what makes you who you are, what makes your values, what makes the world look like it does to you. And certainly love's part of that. But if you had another CD, and maybe you're already working on this one, you said you've got music that's not love songs. What would be the focus of that kind of a CD? Where are some other parts of Jillian we don't know about yet? Well, lately, it's kind of hard for me to write about things that aren't situational. So, you know, really a lot of these songs on Heartbeat are very personal for me. Like some of them are even straight up journal entries that I've written So I've been trying to write more stories and more, you know, just circumstance related songs. So just about things or events or even, you know, fictional stories rather than like this is something that I've experienced in my life. It's kind of a personal challenge just to make sure like can I produce good art that isn't just entirely personal. So that's kind of what I'm working on now. I don't want to give too much away, but I suppose a good example would be a song that I released as a single last year on Halloween is a zombie song. (laughs) A zombie song. (laughs) Yeah, actually, Halloween is my favorite holiday, and I'm a big scary movie nerd. I kind of thought that it would be a cool thing. Maybe this will happen in the future. It's definitely not happening happening again this year of like singles or series of songs every once in a while that are about different Halloween related creatures. So the first one I gave a go at is about a zombie who, of course, it's a zombie in love because that's how I roll. But um, the song is called Heart in a Jar. We released it just digitally last year. So yeah, you should check that out. It's on the interwebs, what have you, iTunes and things. But that song's definitely not personal. It's about a zombie who is in love with a real person and is trying to, like, connect and prove that zombies have feelings, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, well, how can they have them when they've got their heart in a jar? I don't know. That's <laughs> Well, you know, that's why you have to listen to the song. Well, we, we will listen to that one, but I think I need another one from your Heartbeat album before we go on to that. So what would you want to share next? Next from Heartbeat is a song, it's called Lay It to Rest. 
and it's actually one of the more country ditties on the record. I really like this song because it's a little bit of like a personal trial and tribulation song for me, but it's so fun and upbeat and cutesy. So it's really, I mean, this might be terrible to say, but it's kind of an example of like putting your middle finger up at someone while just smiling and, you know, going about your day. (laughs) That's what this song is for me. You've got everybody salivating to hear this one. It's called Lay It. <laughs> it's called Lay It to Rest. It's by Jillian Ray. by Jillian Ray. The song was Lay It to Rest. And you know, Jillian, just before we played that song, we were talking about the fact, you know, you're kind of a scary music nerd. Lay It to Rest and a song that includes things like reference to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde seems kind of appropriate, even though that wasn't maybe what the feeling was going on in there. This wasn't your first attempt at scary music, was it? 
You know, that's funny that you mentioned that. That must just be such buried in my brain as a good, you know, metaphor or analogy because I'm not trying to reference a horror world at all, but it's just kind of a good way to describe the situation and individuals that I had in mind when writing this song. So, yeah, I guess there is like a subconscious parallel there. <laughs> I think it's really cool that you're a scary music nerd or <laughs> whatever. I, I like from the time my son was, you know, three years old or something, I'd get together with him on a weekend night and we'd get movies. I'd get all the, the scary ones. And sometimes they were pretty grade B movies, but he got raised on seeing zombies and vampires and everything else. It was great. That fun. is the best way to raise a child, in my opinion. <laughs> I grew up on them, too, and I just love it. And it's funny, I have some people in my life hate scary movies, and either it's just too scary, and they just they don't enjoy that, or like my husband hates them because he thinks they're stupid. So we can't watch scary movies together because I'm super into it and yelling at the screen, and he's just like yawning. So <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something you and I have in common. <laughs> Let's go on some more of your music. I, I first mentioned, you know, that you said you play with five different bands right now. Can you give me the quick run through of who you're playing with, what kind of music they're doing? Sure. Aside from my project, I play in another band called Corpse Reviver. We're basically a tribute band to the anthology of American folk music. So it's very old timey folk, like think Carter family and older is, you know, the time frame. If you're not familiar with the anthology, you should totally check it out. And when you say something like Corpse Reviver, I'm saying you must have picked that name out. It must be on this theme again of the scary movies. <laughs> you know, it's funny. No, not at all. I just lucked out there. Actually, Corpse Reviver, if you look up the history of it, it's an old New Orleans recipe for a hangover cure. And it's just when you look up the actual original recipe, it's disgusting. It's like equal parts every hard liquor you can imagine because it's supposed to even wake a corpse up was the whole Thing if you just spent the previous night having a few too many. So we just thought that was perfect because we're kind of reviving these old kind of forgotten songs in the stuff that we're playing. So, you know, we took the old New Orleans hangover drink as our name to kind of incorporate with the music. So on top of that, um, I play in another group. They're called Steve Congo and the Brass Kings. They were always my favorite Minnesota local band. I've always loved them. And then they started having me play fiddle with them kind of a dream come true and I've been at it with them for a couple years now. Also playing a group called the Fiddle Airs. It's uh, basically five fiddles and a bass. So it's kind of like nerdy after school fiddle club. We just put together all kinds of songs that we arrange parts for. So some are traditional. Sometimes we'll throw a Beatles song in there, whatever. We don't play too much, but when we do, it's a really good time. Also playing the Brian Just Band, another local kind of like 60s pop rock sort of deal from Minneapolis. The last band is called the Blackberry Brandy Boys, and we call ourselves a Cosmic Country cover band. Um, and we kind of have a house gig. We play about once a month in Minneapolis. Do you do CDs with all of these bands? All but the Blackberry Brandy Boys, because that band is a cover band, you know, so we pretty much put together sets of anywhere from like straight up old school country, like we do Patsy Klein some old school Hank Williams, but then we also do Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and we do some, like you know, Kenny Rogers, Flying Burrito Brothers, that sort of thing. So that's kind of like a fun side project for everybody. 
Um, but the rest of them, yep, are all original. I think the Fiddle Airs is the only one. We've been working on a record, but we haven't released it yet. Speaking of, I do actually have a record released with Corpse Survivor. We just kind of call it Volume 1. We're, we plan to put out at least three volumes the same way that the anthology was released. And this next song that we're going to hear, actually, is a tune that I sang on that record, and it's The Wagner's Lad.
first three songs that Jillian Ray shared today were songs that she wrote and which are on her CD, Heartbeat. That one, though, is one of those classics. You want to mention about where The Wagoner's Lad came from? Um, Well, it was written by um, a fellow by the name of Buell Kazee. I believe he was a banjo player. Really, I think this song is interesting for a few different reasons. First of all, if you listen to the original and hear his voice, every song he sings, I just love because he has just, you know, you can hear that he comes from another time. He has this kind of otherworldly voice. And the content of the song is really pretty feminist for how old it is. It's kind of about the plight of women. So naturally, I love it. Yeah, it is kind of amazing to think back. I'm not really sure how old this song is, but... We know it's more than 50 or 60 or 80 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. To say, you know, the fortune of all womankind, she's always controlled, she's always confined by her parents and then by her husband. And wow, to have that awareness, it's amazing that our society didn't get around to doing something about it. Since you're, again, half my age, Jillian, I think that means you've grown up in a time when I think women were considered much closer to equal and were not held back by society in the same ways that they were up until the 60s when I came of age. Well, yeah, comparatively so. I definitely agree. And that's why I think it's it's kind of like, you know, how we have to look back to history to learn things. It's kind of a a reality check that even back, you know, in the turn of the century of last century, you know, people were dealing with the same problems that we deal with today, if not worse so. So it also kind of is a nice eye-opener to, you know, we still have a way to go, but we've come a long way. And people were thinking the same way that we think now. If you listen to some other songs from the anthology too, there's a lot of stuff about like the big companies coming in and kind of like screwing over the small town business guy. You know, life is cyclical, I think. There's just a lot of the same things that people were dealing with just on a different level because life was so different. Life is cyclical and we have to relearn those lessons, particularly if people aren't paying attention to history. I do feel kind of bad about a lot of lessons of history that a lot of voters these days don't seem to be paying attention to. But that's my personal opinion. Your opinions are important on this show. Well, I have to agree. 
it's really wonderful that you've got that connection to this really old style folk. I mean, it's really the people who inspired, who kicked off people like Bob Dylan. You know, I mean, he listens to this classic old American folk and bluegrass kind of stuff. Did you grow up with that or did you get into that later? You know, I I kind of got into it later. The stuff that I grew up with was mainly, you know, my parents were both big influences, of course, like anyone on what I listened to at home and then just self-discovery through that. So, I mean, I did listen to a lot of old school country. My mom is a big Willie Nelson and Dolly Parton person. I think I was like three or four from what I've been told, which is hilarious. I was in love with the Judds. (laughs) So there you go. Like I've always had this sort of like country bone in my body. But as far as this stuff, which to me is influential of all of it, I didn't really discover it until my 20s. And really, you know, Charlie Parr is a local musician who I think can be thanked for many of us discovering the anthology. He plays quite a few songs from the anthology and is also definitely influenced by it. So speaking of influences, the last song that I want to throw out there, I think is also a direct influence from the anthology. You might know, you know, better off the top of your head what time frame this was, but when skiffle music was kind of coming about overseas, in England especially, that music was all super influenced by, you know, people discovering the anthology as well. But um, Led Zeppelin is definitely a band that they definitely came about because of this kind of music and then kind of morphed it into their amazing brand of rock and roll. Definitely one of my favorite bands of all time. So I had to throw a Led Zeppelin song in there for you guys. Was this a song, the kind of music that you grew up with your parents too? If they're Dolly Parton oriented, Dolly Parton and Led Zeppelin aren't normally in the same bed. Very true. But if you recall what I said earlier about having musical ADD, this is definitely where it stems from. So Willie Nelson, Dolly Parton, as well as like Led Zeppelin, Cream, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, I, I grew up listening to all of it and I loved all of it. I still do. So that's kind of where the genre hopping, I guess, comes from. But Led Zeppelin is definitely, they were kind of the first rock band that I really got crazy about. I mean, of course, the Beatles, everybody loves and is crazy about the Beatles. But with Led Zeppelin, I'm pretty sure if I were to meet Robert Plant one day, I would just be a blubbering idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Well. That's good. Yeah, well, I have to introduce you to my friend Kevin, who has been passionate about them for I don't know how many decades that makes now, but it's a lot. So the song is Rock and Roll. I think we're going to end with that. Again, we've been speaking with Jillian Ray. She's over in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. She's going to be at the Great River Folk Festival, which is going to be August 28th. To 30th of this year. It's in La Crosse at Riverside Park. You can go to greatriverfolkfest.org. I'll have a link on my nordspiritradio.org site. Uh, you'll see Jillian there on Saturday with her band on Sunday in workshops. There's a lot more good music. Peter Ostrushko and Dean McGraw are going to be there. Susan Warner's performing, I think, on Friday night. Corey Chisel. Anyway, there's a whole lot of great performers, and you can meet Jillian in person then. We'll end again with a song that she picked. This is performed by Led Zeppelin. You do Led Zeppelin music, though, don't you? I do. I've been known to cover a few of their songs live, but this is actually one that I've never done before with my band in a live situation, but it's on my bucket list, and I hope to pull it off one day soon. 
We'll finish with Led Zeppelin performing their song, Rock and Roll, for Gillian Ray's Song of the Soul. Thanks so much for sharing both Led Zeppelin's and your own music, Gillian. Maybe I'll be able to see you there at the Great River Folk Festival. Thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. You are welcome. Thanks for having me. And again, this is Led Zeppelin, Rock and Roll for Gillian Ray's Song of the Soul. See you next week.
theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.